Head of Her Feet is like oh. maybe one of the most well-written songs of it's all time. One of the best romantic songs ever it's because so the lyrics romantic. are like real. Like it's like that's it's actually real. what feeling in love in yes. a good way like is. Like like uh. actually and it's cheesy but it's real cheese. It's oh, good. It's, yes. It's, it's a, just like it's a Pecorino mama. Mama. Oh, Pecorino Romano. Please welcome to the stage Pecorino Romano. And out came talk. 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 <laughs> Hi everyone. Uh, how y'all doing? We are here, and we're here to party. Yeah, we are. Uh, this is a special. We we got a lot of critical acclaim for our last drunk episode on Raiders of the Lost Ark. And guess what, bitch? We're back. We're back. We're drunk as shit. Oh my god! With another one of your dad's favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, if it came out in the eighties, we're gonna be blackout drunk to talk about it. Uh, welcome to Straight People Movies. It's the podcast where two gays get together. We watch a movie made for straight people, and we ask the ever-loving question of why. I got, I got, I got nothing. Else. I truly don't have any bits this week. There's no like we've. I feel like we've exhausted the bit. I'm yeah, the bit's honest. out. Yeah, we yeah, it's to, over. She's so done. I think we should just say why and just move on now. Why? Look, visiting hours nine to five, and if I show up at six past ten past six, will I? Say why. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Dylan. Man. Queen. Fucking, I don't know if I'm going to keep it from the intro. The intro, we usually record about eight minutes of intro. We recorded about 15 minutes this week. It's been a long time talking about Alanis Morissette. Don't know if I'll keep it, but fuck. Alanis Morissette was iconic. We both I mean, saw I feel her like in everyone at work that I made listen to me talk about Alanis Morissette seemed at least 70% interested in what I had to say. Mm-hmm. So. You're like... She played Uninvited. Yeah, I did. I told, I kept telling everyone, like, she played Uninvited. And they were like, Wh- which one's Uninvited? And I'm like, duh, 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 duh. And the best part about it is I, like, started screaming, as, you know, one does. Um, and mm. this woman near me was like, what song is this? And this guy, <gasps> the guy that was with her goes, I don't know, but that guy over there screamed really loud. So I think it's got to be good. First of all, it's like, do y'all not remember City of Angels? Okay, Excuse also, me? like, Uninvited was a huge hit on the ro- all, all rock radio. Like, at least uh, Houston area people, Buzz 94.5, they used to play uh, that shit all the time. Bitch, Buzz 94, don't even get me started. Did, did they did go it. from, like, Creed's higher into, like, Uninvited by Atlantis? We would play Uninvited by Atlantis, and then we go right into Little Black Backpack. Little Black Backpack. Remember that song? Mm-mm. What's that it's one? It's like, I don't wanna, don't wanna talk about it. I say why not? Don't want to think about it. I say this got to be. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's starting, it's yeah. starting to click now. Okay. Okay. What is the, what are the other songs from uh, City of Angels? Oh, Iris. Oh, wait, yeah, Iris. Iris is the, Angel from it also. By, dude, uh, that Angel soundtrack from, by, is iconic. Honestly, I want it on vinyl. Oh, it was so. Urban Outfitters. I know you're listening. <laughs> Put it on vinyl. <laughs> Double LP, black and. Have you seen brown. City of Angels? I haven't. No, no, I have seen it. No, I saw it when I was a kid. And then I watched the end relatively recently because what's his name that I want to have sex with from Parks and Recreation and also from Nick Offerman. Ooh. He's at that? the end of it. Yeah, he's at the end what? in the construction site. What? Yes, yes. Do you know that movie is a remake of Vim Vendor's Wings of Desire? Mm-hmm. Isn't that you psychotic? Is that... <sighs> 
I love it. <laughs> I love. I fucking love him, Vendors. <laughs> yes, Mama. We, oh. we love her. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get back. Let's get back to the episode. Sorry, my name is Dylan Garcia. I'm Kirk. That's us. And I'm this week we're talking about one of the most iconic in the form that it's in. One of the most iconic of the genre that it's in. Right, and, and it's kind of crazy because it's like, it's kind of a very specific and niche sub-genre. Mm-hmm. It's and it's action horror film. Action horror. I think 80s action is a specific, it's a genre in itself. It I feel is. like when you talk about like, not a lot of genres are specific to a decade, but like, it's like this, like 80s action, like 70s conspiracy thrillers right it's like 70s conspiracy thrillers 80s action i feel like 80s action also like the music version of that is like 80s hair metal yes you know yeah where it's, it's just fully it died at it there was a specific moment when it stopped existing and it's incredible we're watching i feel like the peak of this form i agree is, oh my god it's predator we're talking about predator predator, bitch. predator. Uh, uh. and this is like also the height of like arnold schwarzenegger's <sighs> power Yes, he could get away with anything. Yeah, he and, and it's so funny. Like, I like it's so funny watching this movie and being like, he's so weird. He's weirdly both charismatic and wooden as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I live, and I think we all live. We all live. Uh, but it Mama. couldn't. You couldn't do that now. No. Like we ask too much of our action stars. We're like, you need to have charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And. <laughs> Arnold just had muscles. Yeah, he just had muscles and, like, was... (laughs) And they're huge. I'm just imagining RuPaul showing up with a set of, like, Fast 12 and being like, (laughs) and may the best woman win. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy movie. It's a crazy, crazy crazy-ass movie. Like, speaking of, like, action horror, I feel like I was talking about last night with Friend of the Pod and person that gets tried a lot, Audrey... We're talking about, like, the action horror subgenre, and I feel like there's only, like, maybe a couple mm-hmm. of movies I would put in that category, which are Aliens. Yes. And The Thing. Oh, God, The Thing is so fucking good. Can't wait to talk about it in our upcoming Halloween and don't you month. Think, don't you think it's, like, interesting that all action horror movies are very macho? Like, it's so almost macho. like the only way you can make a horror movie with all men is you have to make it an action movie, or it wouldn't mm-hmm. work or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like an all men horror movie that's like not like a Saw movie, right? Right. But it's even, like it's like we picked yeah. it back up with torture porn, girl. Yeah, torture porn for gays and girls. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's our favorite genre. <laughs> I already told the story about me losing my gay virginity to Hostel Part Two, so I won't uh, bring hot, it up again. So hot. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, what's let's before we get into Predator, Predator. What's what's the what's the T? What's the T? What's the T says? I'm Predator. So uh, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the T. I it's so tough because I really wanted to like it. I'd Wait, no, a... real quick. No, like what's like the plot summary? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but we chat. Ja- Wait, but we're supposed to chat generally about our feelings, not getting into plots or. Wait, oh, but just. Oh, Wait, feelings. we already did that though. Oh. Okay, sorry. Just cut all I this actually out. need to move that away from the. I need to take that out of it. Just take it out. Take, take it. it out. I'm taking it okay. out right now. So, okay. <laughs> so in case you I'm haven't seen this. Predator, uh, it is a 1987 film by John McTiernan. 
It stars mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl mm-hmm. Weathers, making his yes, second ma'am. appearance in our SPM mm-hmm. uh, Elpidia Carrillo, Jesse Ventura, Shane Black, and other musclehead actors. Uh, they're also everyone in this movie is hot. They're all big. They're all big and they're all like, very they squish big. me. Yeah, like you know when you watch Raging Stallion porn, uh, it's very that energy. Um, and in case you don't remember the plot, because honestly, who cares about the plot? Uh, really? The film follows Arnold Schwarzenegger as the leader of an elite paramilitary rescue team <laughs> on a mission to save hostages in a guerrilla-held territory in an unnamed Central American rainforest. It's somewhere. <laughs> somewhere down there. Uh, who yeah. encounters the deadly predator, a technologically advanced alien who stalks and hunts them down. Yeah, I was going to write another description for it, but I was like, the Wikipedia got they got it. They got it. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't get that from the movie, so that was nice. A little recap <laughs> for me. And uh, it's currently available to stream for free on Amazon Prime. So if you got that Amazon Prime subscription, you know. It's well, on there. You, you already did it, so you're already supporting um, capitalism. So might as yeah, well watch Prime. Why not? Why not? All right. Uh, what has more dialogue, this or Stalker? <laughs> <laughs> Probably this still. Um, Probably, even though Stalker is like three and a half lines. hours long, it still yeah. like has literally zero dialogue, and I like <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. My favorite part of Stalker is that part where like it just shows a bunch of like trinkets under the water for like 20 minutes. Love it. The vibiest sequence in a movie of all time. I literally was like, I feel like I'm living in a Cocktoo Twins album cover right now. <laughs> Have you seen? You get all those TikToks of like people mashing up Nicki Minaj songs to cut cut twins. Oh, it's so good. The one with Cherry Colored Funk is a, a moment. It's so good. It's great. Cocktail Twins uh, writes, honestly. Like, yes. Yes. If you're not ma'am. listening to Cocktail Twins, you're not living, bitch. You're not. You're only getting half the story. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Lizzie Frazier, we love you. Please come back to us, Queen. <laughs> you know, I've seen her sing live. I'm so fucking jealous. You went to the Massive Attack. Yeah, the Massive Attack in Mexico City. Oh, eh, bitch. Eh, eh, eh. Yes. <laughs> Pitchfork, <laughs> get me a write-up. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I write something up. Don't write up about me, because I haven't done Look, anything interesting. Pitchfork didn't pick up my pitch about Jim Steinman, so <laughs> they're dead to me. Yeah, Pitchfork, well, you're going to their festival. Yeah, I already spent, like, far too much money to go to your festival. Again. Bitch. Oh, no, it's worth it. It's... Pitchfork is the best festival. That's what I've heard. It's the best. It's so and fucking here's the small. thing. Here, I just want to say this. Like, I really just need to get it off my chest. We can all... This is to everybody. We can all sit here and shit on Pitchfork as much as we want to. Mm-hmm. But whose music website are you checking the most still to this day? You on Stereogum? Who do you care the most about when they have an opinion on an album? Mm-hmm. Pitchfork. So, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of like... I, I, I'm kind of at the point now where i'm kind of over everyone pretending like they hate pitchfork because it's like no. it's been like 25 years and it's like we all we all kind of let's just embrace it although did you see that fucking anthony pantano gave a seventh 10 ever recently i know so, so he did spelling a couple months did ago spelling? and then he just gave lingua ignota's new album a 10 <sighs> to um i dylan i tried like to listen it? to that album oh i adore it i feel like i could get into it it just like wasn't the right time i guess yeah and it's scary it's very scary you don't like what is the the you fucking kill him i'm not asking yeah that part scared me <laughs> and then the, i liked the third song though where like they're banging on like an untuned guitar i love that kind of oh, shit. love love that bit i like also, it i just i need to re. I, I need to be in the right yeah. mood because it's not like something you just like casually put on yeah, you're not like i'm gonna go to claire's real quick 
put on Lingling Nada. <laughs> I need to pick up something from Limited too, real quick. Um, no. Um, okay, but back to Predator. <laughs> yeah, right. How, I, how did you feel? So I didn't love it. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I, and you know, and I know everyone's thinking right now, like, oh God, like, here we go. Like the pretentious like, art faggot, like doesn't like Predator. Yeah. I didn't dislike Predator. I just feel a little like the third act is amazing. It's incredible. By far the best part of the movie, just Arnold versus the Predator. It's gorgeously shot. It's tense. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. I think for me that some of the things that, that people like about 80s movies, like I'm not as like privy to, I call it like the I love video vibe because I feel yes. like I love videos aesthetic was very like <laughs> Ghostbusters, Predator, Total Recall, Die Hard, best movies ever made. And it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm all cool with that. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like I'm like glad that you found your niche, but it's just like yeah. not my niche. And yeah. I don't know. It just like I think there's other movies that are like Predator that are better than Predator. Personally, is this is this actual straight camp and that it's like it with is. gay camp where it's like okay, like what, I, what like your main criticism against movies that I like like uh, like Ma or Burlesque where it's like the highs are really high but the lows are really boring. Yeah, I think that was my issue with Predator. Yeah, I think it's the same thing where it's like whenever it's like firing correctly, it's like oh bitch, it's this so is a good. fucking movie. It's incredible. That, truly, the last. 25 minutes so good is and I, and I criterion think, i think that like yeah criterion i think that <laughs> i think that the things that maybe people would clock this movie for i liked about it like i loved the bad cgi that's been is very dated now i love the infrared oh, so cool. scope thing Ugh. i like loved everything about that i think for me it's like the fast and the furious which is one of the reasons why i can't get into those films either even though i know they're beloved by people as like a form of straight camp yep. is it's like i don't like the characters very much it's like that whole like machismo thing. I just don't mm-hmm. relate to it and I don't get it. And I can't even like fetishize or aestheticize it because it's just really, it's so far out my spectrum mm-hmm. of anything. It just like throws me off. I will say though that the really hot one that dips. Oh my God. Yes, when he you said always ha- y'all are a bunch of slack jawed faggots, uh, I got a, a halfy. You're like, <laughs> showing. It was... Yeah. So that was hot. <laughs> But I think overall, like, a lot of, like, the talking and stuff and, like, a lot of, like, the characters, it was just, like, really... And everything was, like, really obvious to me, which, again, is, like, I guess part of the cheese factor of the movie. But it was just, like, Mm -hmm. so obvious that, like, Carl Weathers was lying the whole time. I literally, the first scene, I was like, he's lying! I literally was drunk, and I was like, he's lying! He's lying! (laughs) His his name is Dylan. He's clearly a liar. He's a liar, just like Dylan! (laughs) Um, Not the same Dylan. We're spelled differently. Right. But anyway, so what, what did you Dylan. think about it? Because I think that, that what I'm gathering is that you liked it a lot more than I, I did. I did. I liked it a lot. I I liked that it was... I loved the visuals of it. I loved... I like whenever the shit is, like, practical and low-key. And I feel like this movie was very, like... We're going to do cool... I, I love the invisible effects. I love how, uh, yeah, the cloaking, all, all of the infrared stuff. It was just this, like, really interesting visual approach to movie at the time that's like could you imagine seeing it in 1987 where it's like computers are barely this like this object you can barely comprehend let alone right. think, like can imagine like what it can do where you're like oh this computer is like a thing that can like print out like pieces of paper that have holes in it that make you add shit where it's like now it's like like this and like seeing like tron right or like like where it's like what the fuck is happening like 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 when was the last time you watched a movie 
that you're like, how the absolute hell do they do this? I think it'd be like Mad Max, Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I do agree that practical effects, like, are always really astounding to watch. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, outside of the obvious, you know, invisible camouflage thing, yeah. a lot of the, like, actual practical effects in Predator were really astounding. Yeah. Um, it's all the, like, explosions and just the, yeah, the whenever they would, like, just fire for about, like, 45 seconds See, straight. It's <laughs> things like that that, like, I feel like that's when my brain goes into mush mode. Yeah. Where I'm just like, I just don't get this. Like, yeah. I, I know that if I watched it with, like, one of my straight bro friends, they'd be like, yeah! Yeah, yeah shoot up the trees! Shoot the fucking trees! There's something in there! Uh. I don't know. It, like, it makes me upset because it's like, you know, I'm a top. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like upsetting <laughs> to me that, like, I don't understand this, like, alpha machismo energy. Like, as know? a fellow top, uh, are we the first... Gay podcast host by two tops. I think so. Probably, <laughs> probably just based on math alone. <laughs> so, um, anywho, uh, no, I thought Arnold was really good in this movie. I think he was a really good leading man. I loved Carl Weathers in this. I thought he was such, such a, a good, like, weird foil. He's such a big shit. I love it. Shane Black was so fucking stupid Wait, in this movie. which one was he? Was he the one that kept making pussy jokes? Yeah, he was the one that kept making pussy jokes, which we will get back to Shane Black. Uh, but he's, like, the only other... There were, like, 12 other people in this movie that I was like, I have no idea who they are. I feel like Predator really influenced video games. Do you feel like I'm incorrect well, on that? No, you're not incorrect on that. And so, okay, so there is... For some fucking reason in video games, there are only two... Now there are only two video games made. Video games that are, like... Shooters like you're you're inspired by Call of Duties or movies that are harkening back to like a sort of like eighties nineties like NES SNES games absolutely and Predator is such a big sort of influence on that because this is around the same time like in video game culture of like Double Dragon of your your Contras of like big muscle dudes shooting shit. I feel and, like the eighties were like the height of just big muscle dudes. Period. Oh yeah, look. Back then it was considered straight, but now that that's gay porn. Well, I mean, I don't want to like bring like the like the mood down on the pod, but like I mm. did hear from I think someone told me this that apparently the whole like macho bodybuilder culture in the gay community started in the eighties because of AIDS as a mm. way to like show physically that you were like not ill, and that's yeah. why there's like a lot of this delineation between like the more macho mask types and the rest of us that are just a bunch of faggots yeah God. it's so interesting to me and it's so, so interesting, interesting that along with that so like forget all that but like just in the culture period forget gay men because mm-hmm. no one cares about us we don't care that's the guy we barely care. Uh, yeah we you know we it's just mm-hmm. you know how it is um yeah, it is. it's like just men in general like all men were like super into this whole like big beefy moment and mm-hmm. it's so interesting to me because I feel like the 80s might be, like, the most divided culturally that our nation's ever been until now. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, think about the 80s, right, culturally. It's, like, you've got, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, like, all these, like, action movies that are, like, popping off. And then you have, like, The Cure. And, like, yeah. Echo and the Bunny Man and, like, the Pixies and shit. Like, making, like, yeah. this, like, whiny, thoughtful music. It's, like, and weird then, nerds making guitar music. Right. And it's, like, when you hang out with, like, those, like, late boomers or, like, g- early Gen Xers, like, from this generation, like, you do get this sense of, like... The, the the nerd culture and then like the bro chad culture is so separate mm-hmm. and i feel like that's happening now again it is happening now again. i feel like we all kind of like coexisted a little bit in a way yeah. culturally i think it's really interesting you say that because it's like 
I feel like the the big muscle men of the eighties and I guess I'm, like all times ever are both achieving the same goals, but like are on separate planes where it's like straight muscle men are like we're gonna be the most macho shit in the entire world. We're gonna be better than those like just like those running gays. We're just like real thin but muscular. We're gonna be like big beefy dudes. And then you had the gays that are like well, we're gonna be different from the straight the little twinky twigs of men. We're gonna also be buff and huge and gigantic to differentiate ourselves. It's honestly both that society's hatred of like a feminine body totally and i it's like and i i hate that i like i like put that on this movie because at the end of the the day this movie is just like cheesy Mm. camp but Mm. like there was such like a macho aspect to the movie that i felt weirded out by almost i almost wish that the movie was more like it Mm -hmm. went more or something i don't know how this movie is so low-key it is kind of low-key i think i misremembered it and that mm-hmm. also might have, like, affected the way I think about it. Because I feel like I remembered it being a lot scarier and a lot yeah. more intense than it was. And I was kind of sleepy yesterday, I'm not going to lie, when I watched it. So I feel like <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought this movie was going to, like, jolt me awake. And instead no. I'm just, like, falling asleep, drinking a it, glass Yeah, it's an of hour of people chasing them they don't know. And then 30 minutes of, like, of like a dance, basically. It's like, like a silent dance, silent dance piece. And it's beautiful. And I really beautiful. do love that last act. I thought it was so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely artistic merit to the film, and I didn't dislike Mm -hmm. it. I just feel like, I don't know. It is like that thing. It's that thing where it's like, I like Ghostbusters, but I don't love Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's all these movies from specifically this era that I feel like a lot of film nerds love, and I just like, I never, the connection just never happened for me. For whatever reason. Um, I think I'm more of like a clueless, legally blonde, miscongeniality faggot myself. You know, like bad, girly comedies. So I want to talk about John McKiernan. Mm. So he has... Let's talk about him. Let's talk about her. So he uh, was in prison for a while for... What? Uh, yeah, girl. He, oh, coming in he hot. Was, yeah, he, so he has been in jail for a while. Uh, okay, that so, makes you respect him so much more. I know, it's major. So he pled... So this is from the Wikipedia page. He pled guilty to perjury and lying to an FBI investigator. In oh my God, to obsessed. I know, I love it. Uh, he hired a private investigator in the late 2000s to illegally wiretap the phone calls of two people, one of whom was Charles Roven, a co-producer of his action remake of Rollerball. He was incarcerated in federal prison from April 2013 to 2014. And then during that, he filed uh, bankruptcy. And yeah, so he's just been vibing poor as fuck because uh, he was in prison for a while. Uh, as of now, uh, he is uh, doing nothing. He's, yeah, uh, he's the yeah. last film he made was a film called Basic. Which I'm not familiar with. With Miss John Travolta Miss in 2003. John, John the way Travolta. Connie Nielsen just shows up in all early 2000s thrillers. <laughs> you know what I mean? When is, when is John Travolta coming out? He's, girl, he's never coming out. That's the whole gag. That's the whole Scientologist gag. I know, I love it. That makes him hotter. Uh, but he's so weird looking now. Anyway, uh, so he has two classics. I mean, he's back to back. Honestly, 86, 87, 88, he made Nomads, not familiar with. That's his debut film. And then did Predator, which still has resonates today. It's like one of the most iconic, you know, villains, 80s movies ever. Absolutely. Predator. Um, and then he did Die Hard, which is like... I mean... Unimpeachable. Here's the thing. Like, I feel like part of me wishes we watched Die Hard instead, but I also know we've had a lot of Bruce in the pod mm-hmm. so far, so we need a lot to of Bruce. Like, we also gotta wait. We gotta save it for Christmas. I know, but it's just like... Yeah, like, I we'll, feel like we'll, for me, it's been a while since I've watched Die Hard 2, but I feel like between the two, Die Hard is the one for me. Die, yeah, it's like die, a true unimpeachable 
I think I, it's, that a, it's, it's a perfect movie. I, I weirdly want to fuck Bruce Willis. Fuck, I want to fuck Bruce Willis. I like that he's like five six and like t- he's like tinier than me, but not because he's big and muscly. Yeah, he's like dead. And there's just something so like like I'm a I'm a man about him that oh, I find yeah. weirdly attractive. Oh yeah. Also, you'd have had sex with um Demi Moore, like by proxy. That's who he's married. <laughs> That's what he's married with who, right? Yeah, and then she yeah. left him for Ashton Kutcher. Even hotter. So yeah, look, if I'm gonna, I because Demi Moore would top me. That's the that's the tea. Oh, absolutely. Get pegged, yes. bitch. Oh, mama. I won't let a, a man fuck me, but I will let Demi let Moore Demi Moore. Me. <laughs> absolutely. Um, then he did the Hunt for Red October in 1990. Sean Connery. I feel like that's like movie. a very like that is like a very popular like big brain bro movie. Yes, that's that's when we get toward the not I don't know if the end because there's no end to straight people movies. But when we get toward the the vast ocean of straight people movies, we're gonna go still, underwater. With yeah, I still feel like we're like in a gul- in the Gulf of straight people movies. But once we yeah. get to the ocean, uh, and then a lot of it's like it's just movies that don't really hit like Medicine Man, which is such a big flop. Last Action Hero, I, which I loved that movie love. when I was a kid. What Medicine Man? No, Last Action. Oh, Last Action Hero. That movie has its fans. People love that movie. Uh, Die Hard of the Vengeance. People love that movie too. That's like a low key. This movie is actually great. Thomas Crown Affair, a movie that I confused with uh, Talented Mr. Ripley until it like maybe three years ago. It has a similar vibe. Its poster is like very Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh vibes. yeah, it's just that orange and same black. Year, oh, same year. Same year. Same year. Uh, 13th Warrior, which I'm not familiar with, but directing two movies in one year, major. Yeah. And then he did Rollerball, which I've heard is like one of the worst movies ever made. Yes, and I'm curious. I mean, look at that 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 cast. Chris Klein, Jean Reno, L. Goulche, and Rebecca Romaine, and Naveen Andrews. Oh, bitch. Pink's in it. Pink is in it? Oh. What's it? Alicia Moore? <laughs> oh, Miss Alicia Moore is in it. Miss Alicia Moore is in that movie? And then yeah. his final movie, Basic, which uh, doesn't exist. Not a real movie. Fake movie. But it does, you know, bring back together John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. I like this uh, first sentence of the production aspect of the Rollerball wiki. It says, although the first draft of the script was considered by many to be very good and even <laughs> superior to the original film, director John McTiernan didn't like it because it focused more on social commentary. <laughs> he was like, no... More no. rollerball. We need more rollerball. Roller more roller Alicia ball. Moore. And that's one of the things that I like about Predator. I feel like there's yeah. this like big dumb energy to it. Yes. Like it's very like get the the guns and shoot the guns. <laughs> it's this gun has a bunch of gun, bullets. Big ammo. Big man. <laughs> like and I like that about it. I think that it's it's really hot. Yeah, it's hot. But also uh, not hot. I think that's why I, I wanted to wanted to fuck, like. Sorry, I'm drunk. I feel like Me too. <laughs> I like I wanted to want to fuck yeah, them more, and I didn't. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it's like I needed more homoerotic energy. Although we'll get into yeah. one big homoerotic, energy one big homoerotic later. thing. Um, well, speaking of homoerotic, there is this movie was nominated for one Oscar. Ooh, uh, for best, special for best best visual effects. Um, it was before they had a, they made it a five cat five nominee category. It was between two and three, so it was actually only a two nominee year. And it lost to Inner Space, which is a uh, Joe Dante movie that I know yeah. that the people who love that movie love, it's fun. love that movie. I, you know what? I did say I, did, I hated like 80s I love video-esque movies. And I feel like more of that Inner Space vibe is more my thing. Mm-hmm. I like Inner Space. It's crazy. Like, the year before 
was Aliens, that one, and the year after was Who's Afraid of Roger Rabbit, like, two of these like incredible visual movies. And that's the thing. I think that's what's hard with me with Predator is it's like I loved Predator's practical effects, but Aliens. Yeah, you have Aliens. Aliens. Come on. I mean, come on. Come the fuck. It on. looks beautiful to this day. I saw it on a, a 120 millimeter print a few years ago at the Ritz. Inc- oh, incredible. I'm jealous. I love that movie. It's uh, people can sit there. It, it. I know we already went on this rant with the Titanic episode where people will like, <laughs> sit there and they will shit on James Cameron. And I'm like, how, how, who how? cares if Avatar kind of sucks? He made true lies. Okay. Yeah. Iconic. He mm-hmm. made Titanic. Iconic. Iconic. Aliens. I mean, look, he has directed the Terminator. Oh, oh, I didn't even think about the Terminator. Iconic. Aliens. T2. Iconic. The Abyss. Iconic. T2. Iconic. True lies. Titanic, his weird undersea, not documentary documentaries, they're great. Aliens of the Deep, if you haven't seen it, it's great. I'm going to watch it. Avatar, look, Avatar is boring as hell. It's seven hours long. Looks incredible. It does. It does. I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, wow. Yeah. And then we have four more Avatar movies coming out soon. Like, I can't believe get... that it's like, that's so Sky Ferreira of him. <laughs> 11 years later. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to see Sky Ferreira next year in Spain, sis. Yeah, sing the 14 incredible. songs that she's recorded. <laughs> it's going to be her, when I saw her at uh, the Belmont, it's going to be her exact set list. The probably. exact same set list, probably. Probably. Uh, speaking of straight people, <laughs> why do straight people love this movie? Um, I mean... It's obvious. It's obvious. Well, it's an 80s it, action movie. It's an 80s action movie. And 80s action movies, like we said, are like a specific thing. And it's, I yeah. think it's considered like God tier. I think to action yeah. fans, like this is like the creme de la creme one. of the action genre. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also, I, we haven't really gotten to delve too much into the star, which is mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think. Arnold. Is like, he's a straight legend. I, yeah, I, he is. They, they, they love him. They it's really, great. really do. I mean, he has... His film run is pretty. It's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. I, I, I'm literally scrolling on his Wikipedia and it's taking forever. Okay. Listen, Listen, I don't know these first couple, but let's start with Conan the Barbarian. Okay, yeah. right? That's like that's like what put him on iconic. The then the Terminator. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be back. Is like I'll be back. Like every straight person thinks they have a good Arnold impersonation, and they don't. They don't. They don't. They're all bad, including mine. Um, Commando. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know Miss Raw Deal, but his muscles are very big on the cover. Please welcome to the stage, Raw Deal, Predator. And then what I like about Arnold is he was like he did a bunch of these action movies, right? These like machismo things. And mm-hmm. then he was like, you know what? I want to do a little comedy with Danny DeVito yeah. called Twins. Twins. I I also can be funny too. He's yeah. the, he's everything that the Rock wants to be. And yes. honestly, the Rock might actually be funnier and more talented than Arnold, but mm-hmm. he like just lives in his shadow. I feel like. Yeah, and I think with Arnold is that he, I, I feel like with The Rock, it's like easier for him to kind of go between action and comedy, but Arnold has to like work the like a language barrier. Oh and yeah. And I think I love his. He works, you know, he works twice as hard to get half as much sort of thing. I love his like attempted comedy because it's like he not only has to like he has to like get this like American sensibility through his like Austrian 
born and raised. I know, so. and it, it's a really charming, I think, in a way, especially in, like, mm-hmm. films like Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Or, like, Kindergarten Cop, where he's, like, meant or to junior. be, like, a random, like, he's supposed to be just, like, a dad. And you're, like... Who is this, like, 300-pound muscle bear? I feel like we forget that the 90s were actually more wild than any other decade yes. when it comes to movies. Like, mm-hmm. the things that they try to make work, that did work, it's astounding. Yeah. Well, that's where we get to 1997. You and mine favorite superhero movie, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is underrated. Underrated. Underappreciated. underappreciated. Misunderstood. Misunderstood by Alicia Moore, a.k.a. Pink. <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> yeah, misunderstood. Uh, yeah, Batman and Robin, incredible movie. Perfect movie. So good. Favorite, and then my I favorite feel like movie. what happened to poor Arnold, I mean, obviously he became like governor or whatever yeah. at some point. Took a break. But I feel like he, he had some flops, like end mm-hmm. of days, mm-hmm. which is like another, I feel like that was an attempt to like kind of bring back the like horror action movie. Yeah, it just didn't work out. And I remember I saw it as a kid, and I liked it because I have horrible taste. Um, <laughs> Six-day flop, collateral damage flop. And then yep. that Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines with Miss Claire Danes. Mm-hmm. A flop. Yeah, I haven't seen any of his movies. I did see Terminator Genisys, uh, which I will not pronounce correctly. It'll always be Genisys. Uh, I fell asleep. Um, Damn, there was a Terminator movie in 2019 that I didn't even know about. Oh, my God. So, so if you fucking, uh, my in-laws live out, live way past, um, or by the Salt Lake. And so we had to drive past the Slaughter Draft House. And w- right before the pandemic happened, they had a big mural of Terminator Dark Fate on the side of their building. And I guess since the pandemic happened, they didn't have anything to paint over it or replace it. So there, I think there still is a giant mural so of Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> That's a very like haunted energy. It's so haunted. I love so that. Haunted. It's yeah, so it's kind of crazy that Terminator Genisys or whatever the fuck, <laughs> like was a huge hit, and mm-hmm. then Dark Fate was a bomb. Yeah, and then they like canceled the series. Yep, it's I mean, over. It's you don't have to keep making Terminator movies. You don't have to. Yeah. It just, like, sucks because it's, like, they have, like, Lyndall Hamilton starring in all of them. And I just, like, like yeah. they give, like, an older woman, like, owning a franchise. And I just yeah. feel like the masses were, like, no. Honestly, Jane Campion. Give, give, <laughs> give Jane, Jane Campion, Campion a Terminator. A Marvel movie. Let it happen. Give uh, Jane Campion a Marvel movie. God damn it. It's crazy that we got our second female best or Palme d'Or winner this year. I know, and I can't not wait to see Mr. Tan. Wait. I saw the trailer for it during Annette. Have you seen Annette yet? No, I haven't. Did you love it? Five I mean, stars. I think I saw your review. You loved it. Yeah, or I was like, I have no... And then my, like, huge long Twitter code. I think it's incredible. Um, Alex hated it. My beautiful husband that I love so much hated it. That's why you love him. That's why I love him so much. You're just different people. <laughs> um, it's a perfect movie. It's... I feel like you would hate it. You would. I feel like you would like just vehemently hate it. Really? Because I loved yes. Holy Motors. It's like, it's like harder to. It's like a. It's it's more challenging. Not only challenging, but it's like it's the the high high art and the low low art is even bigger in that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's what right I there. had a feeling about. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'm also we'll see. the biggest Sparks fan, and I feel like all the people that I know that love it are <laughs> Sparks fans. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of, like... And it's not just Sparks. Oh, cool. Sparks is all the music for it, if you haven't seen that. But it's um, it's later Sparks music, which is, like... 
if you're not into Sparks, like you're not gonna get into later Sparks music because it's they're they've been working this like very repetitive mode recently where it's just like dun boom bun dun dun bum bum over and over like two lines over and over again. They, that's kind of been their mode recently, and a lot of the music in that is kind of like two or three lines repeated on it. Over and over and over and over and over But again. I want to see Adam Driver singing to Marion Cotillard's pussy. You sure will. Singing to my pussy. Can you just sing a little ditty into my pussy? <laughs> if you're going to sing to anyone's pussy, what would you sing? Oh my God, that's such a hard question. Hard question. I'd sing 2 on 2 I was in the 2 on 2 on the Uptown. A, you know what's up or don't you? I'm a rude bitch. What are you made up of? See, even if you do want to, fuck yeah. You discover you cock like another water, caught the blue eye, you caught the warm goo. Yes, bitch. <laughs> I feel like it'd be really funny, like, just to go down, like, the rap bitch, like, angle. I feel like singing did it on him into a pussy would be fun. Yeah, just I'd did it on him. Be like, yeah, just did it on him. Put your number twos in the air if you did it on him. I feel like. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever made a girl come before, because because newsflash, everyone, I'm not a gold, gold star gay, and you know mm-hmm. what? I'm not ashamed of it. No, ma'am. We in but that, I, in but that I'm sure stigma. I never made a girl come. Um, yeah, because who can? Um, it's hard. It's hard. But I feel like if I sang "Did It On" by Nicki Minaj, <laughs> I think I could do some. You're like pushing number twos in the air if you did it on them. Well, like, this is the end of SPM. We're over. <laughs> I'll cut all this out. Okay. Um, why okay, do people love so, Predator? Um, why do people love Predator? Uh, okay, so there's obviously the meme of the two, the two like strong arms coming together, you know, and they're like yeah. handshaking. Oh, yeah, God. that's that is from the first five minutes of Predator. Uh, Carl Weathers Dylan and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, whose name I can't remember right now, but whatever. Dutch. Dutch. How could I? How could I forget a character named Dutch? Um. Also, I feel like this is a preview for later on. Cause we, I feel like we will be talking about Shane Black later on, but kind of the introduction of Shane Black. This is the same year as Lethal Weapon. And I don't feel like I'm like familiar with Miss Shane. Mm-hmm. So she did Lethal Weapon. She did Last Action Hero. And then she did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, oh. which is a movie that we 100%. Oh, per- sorry, she I did didn't Last. I realize yeah. that. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. No, ma'am. Yes. So he's written. Yeah, he wrote Lethal Weapon. He wrote Monster Squad. He wrote Last Boy Scout. Last he wrote Action Monster Hero. Monster Squad. Yes, ma'am. And then Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He wrote one of my all-time favorite comedies, The Nice Guys. Later on. What and the then, fuck? He was an actor originally. Yeah, and he's the guy who keeps talking about his wife's giant pussy in this movie. Oh my god, that's so his energy. That's so his. Like energy. at least from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah. So we. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is on the dock. We will be talking about it during our Christmas month. It is month. so, 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 so good. I'm so good. With so movie. straight. It's unfathomably so straight. straight. Like, but honestly, incredible. If there's two, there, if there's two gay characters in a straight people movie, like canon, mm-hmm. it's Val Kilmer and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and God. Willem Dafoe in the Boondock Saints. Those God. are the two. Like, honestly, and I'm not even joking when I say this, everyone. Mm-hmm. I think. That those two characters helped straight people think that we're mm-hmm. okay. Like, yes. I, I can't even fault it because it's like, I feel like they're like, hey, having a creepy gay friend seems fun. Yeah. And then guess what? We did it. 
And now yeah. we're friends with... Now look at Jack Harlow and Lil Nas X. <laughs> okay? It all comes full circle, baby. Val Kilmer and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang saying, this is my faggot gun. It's good for one or two shots and then move on to something bigger and better. Yep. Fucking iconic. Yep. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is so fucking good. I love it. I love it's it. So I, it's good. so nice when you see a gay, a, a horrible gay man, because mm-hmm. honestly, it's real representation for us. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not here for the love Simon. I'm here no. for horrible faggots saying horrible shit. And yes, she I want... got it down. Yes, please. I don't want gay people to look. I mean, I do want gay people to look good on cinema, but I also want gay people to look bad in movies. I know we deserve to be. We flaunted. deserve to look bad. God. Remember when gays can be villains? Oh my Remember God, that? I missed it. Now all we are are like Billy Porter. That's it. When Billy Porter shows up as the fairy godmother in the Cinderella trailer, I literally <laughs> said aloud, someone take away our gay rights. Someone we take don't it away. deserve them anymore. Illegal. When, Gilly, when Billy Porter is in the Clorox commercial and goes, yas, clean. I, Darkness. Like, I'm not even, you know what? Let's just leave you with that. I'm not even going to explain to y'all why that shit darkness. is not okay with me. It's darkness. It's bad. It's, it's darkness. It's, it's darkness. It's darkness pure... falls. Dark- it's darkness. <laughs> bitch, she's the tooth fairy, bitch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Remember how we made a horror movie about the tooth fucking fairy in 2002 or whatever? <laughs> yeah, major. that's what we do here at SBM. Um, straight, of- straight predator. Straight predator. It's uh, so straight in so every straight. single way. It's so straight that even though there is a weird homoerotic romance in it, it's still weirdly not homoerotic. Yeah, I we it said in the past three weeks in a row. I needed. Yeah, this might be the straightest movie we've done so far. <laughs> I know we say that a lot, but I really do think it's the straightest movie we've done because I feel like, like it's like straight camp can sort of, you know flirt with that line mm-hmm. of it being weirdly gay not this. and i feel like this movie does a deft job at not doing that and i think that might be why yeah. people love it so much as they're like oh good we don't have to deal with this like weird gay energy that all yeah. action movies seem to have at the end of the day like the gay people the straight not the gay people the straight people the people in this movie they, they don't even feel like they're in the same area it feels like it cuts between them like fucking evangelion where like everyone's like in a different sp- part like no one's near each other there's no like physical connection it's very the thin red line energy it's very thin red line yes <laughs> uh but is there anything gay about this movie there's a couple couple we got a couple uh i mean so they all put on their their camo face paint in the beginning some of them are following contour lines like <laughs> if you're if you're a drag queen if you know how to contour bitch they're doing it that's that's how you contour. Any of our listeners that are like other drag queens, like yeah. let us know what you think. You're like, are you that... gagging? Are you goop gag? Are, <laughs> are you gagging? Or are you not gagging? No, are you gagging for this eleganza? Commando military <laughs> camouflage <laughs> eleganza. <laughs> Category is predator. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Sherry Pie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when she tried to come back Not and we the all went fracking. No. <laughs> Miss fucking RuPaul fracking ass. But, okay, real quick. Have you seen Santino's dumbass Twitter Yo, oh, shit? Yes. What well, happens? Are we surprised? Are we we're not surprised. What happens to you if you were on early seasons of Drag Race and were let go 
you just fucking lose your goddamn mind. You just go insane. Because this happens to Lucian Piani, too. Yeah. Remember that crazy-ass bitch? And, you know, RuPaul's such a hardcore stickler about, like, covering up their tracks. I bet they're going to, like, motion capture replace <laughs> Santino Rice with, like, Tig Notaro. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going <laughs> to they're gonna replace it with Christopher Plummer. Uh, <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, that's gay. Um, <laughs> is Arnold Schwarzenegger hot? I've been thinking about this a lot, Dylan. Yes. And the answer for me mm-hmm. is no. Because the answer for me is yes. No. Yes. There's something. Okay, I'm about to get deep, maybe. I. Okay. It's almost like he's so manly uh-huh. and so macho mm-hmm. and so muscly, but he also has like no personality in a weird way. It's like he's a fucking G.I. Joe doll. He doesn't. Like- like, I feel like you can't even sexualize him. <laughs> I feel like he's like, there's a naivete to Arnold. Like, <laughs> I think Arnold that's why people like him. And that's why I think kids like yeah. him. I think that's why, like, growing up, we liked Predator and Terminator. Like, and it was, like, some of the first, like, more adult movies we liked. Because I think there's this, like, weird, I don't know. There's this weird line that he well, crosses. He's like, where he kind of, like, it's, like, such himbo energy. It's, like, Kronk times 20. <sighs> He's like approachable asexuality. It is. It is. It, there's an asexual energy he has. I don't know how to describe it, Dylan. I don't. Do uh, me I don't want. I don't want our asexual fans to get mad at me. Um, but almost antisexual. It, that's a better way to think of it. Antisexual. There's yeah. something non-erotic and sexual about Arnold, which is so interesting because it's like he's lubed up. He's sweaty. He's big. Mm-hmm. He's muscly. Ooh. You, at the end of the movie he's yelling with the fire to come get him oh but there's something childlike about him to me i don't know how like what to put my finger on it's like there's something just like like lost in the mix it just he doesn't feel like that's what makes him so manly almost it's like he's literally like not even a human he's like a fucking force yeah you know uh but carl weathers on the other hand yeah no yeah fuck daddy Ooh. Double cross me, daddy. Ooh, double cross. Ooh, I'll take a Dylan on Dylan action. Mm. Ooh. It'd be really hard for me to find someone else named Kirk. I think I've only met, like, two other Kirks in my whole life. You just know Kirk uh, Douglas? Mm-hmm. And Kirk... And we know he, I ain't fucking Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. No, she finally dead? <laughs> I don't think so, girl. <laughs> He's yeah, still kicking. Off. Remember Let when me... he was at the Oscars like four years ago? And then that Melissa Leo so stole her fucking cane. <laughs> I'm just like mad at him because I, I think he's a piece of shit. Oh, and I'm pretty sure he's dead. No, he's not. No, he died February 5th, 2020. He was, how old do you think he was when he died? Like 100. 103. Yep. If I ever lived his to be 100, old ass. fucking kill me. If I ever lived to be 90, no, let me rephrase that. If I lived to be 75, kill me. I feel like I have, like, there's, like, so many signs I'm going to live for a long time, Dylan. It's so scary. Oh, no. Because it's, it's like, uh, not only is Kirk Douglas, like, he died at 103, but my great-grandmother died at 112. Oh, my God. And she was, I'm not joking, in in the Wikipedia for one of the oldest people on the planet. Oh, my God. She was 20th oldest person in the world when she died. Holy shit. She was on the Wikipedia. Good for her, but also, like, nightmare. Yeah. Girl, she was a Christian scientist, okay? So she didn't believe in medicine, honey. Oh. 
and she was in a Christian scientist like center. Like that's where they kept like kept her. So they kept her like a doll. <laughs> and apparently like Your grandma was in Batman and Robin where they, she was just floating in the tank. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad told me that apparently she would like she was like not lucid for like fucking a full on five years. And apparently she said that one time flowers started growing in her room and then her the people that worked at the center put on Grapes of Wrath to play for her. And when my dad told me that, I was like, that is the vibiest thing I've ever heard in my life, great grandma. Yes, Gigi. Yes, Gigi. Yes. Yes. She was vibing. And that's the one thing I will say about getting old if that does happen to me with my jeans, is it's like at least she's vibing. Yeah. Like she if anything, vibed for like vibe. five years before she died. Like she was not, did not know what the fuck was going on. Oh, could you imagine not having, not being able to have thoughts? Oh, that's God, so this nice. Amazing. So amazing. Thanks, thanks Fansickle Jeans. Oh my God. All right. Is there anything else gay about this movie? Oh, well, I think the, the most blaring thing about the movie, at least to me, I don't know if like you, like, I don't know how you felt mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. but I know that Mac was upset when Miss Blaine died. Miss oh, Slackjawed yeah. Faggot Blaine died. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But he popped off. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was like very upset. And he was like going a little crazy about it. And he was like, I'm going to avenge the death of my brother. And he was like screaming to the heavens about stories of them together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is homosexual undertone. Homosexuality. Homosexuality. That's it right there. Like, for me, they are the clear... Like, and what I thought was so funny about it is I feel like they didn't establish their friendship at Mm-mm. all. Nope. So when they he died, everyone was like, oh, no. Blaine. Blaine, But no. Mac was like, Blaine, I loved you. You were my brother. And I'm like, that's okay, so gay. That's gay. Because especially Look. because they didn't establish their friendship. It was secret. Look, is there anything gayer than a, per- a man named Blaine? Yeah. No, ma'am. And a man named Mac. Yeah, gay. You know who the secretly Blaine gay character Mac? on? Girl, I no. follow them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I went to their party in P-Town. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they're, yeah, I feel like they're yeah. gay. And, like, I, yeah, that's it. Remember they're when gay. Ezra Koenig said, fuck the bears down in P-Town? In uh, Walcott. He knows it Walcott, fuck the bears down in Provincetown, out of Cape Cod tonight. That is not a lyric in that song. That's a lyric. Okay. You're like, I'm going to go listen to self-titled. On the way. Yeah. I mean, I have it on vinyl, bitch. Oh, it was bitch. one of the first records I ever bought on vinyl Ugh. in 2008. I'm, you know how I love to have hot music takes? My favorite, my favorite kind of takes to have, right? What are you going to say that? Father of the Bride is their best album. Father of the Bride is their best album. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I see through you, Dylan. Ah! Look. <laughs> How is. old uh, can you say that when Contra is right there? I know. Look, the thing is, their albums are 199, 98, 97. Yeah, like, they're, they're all good. They're all incredible. It's like Big Thief, too, for me. Like, yeah, I feel like the... all of their records are good. Yeah, that's the thing. None of them are bad. That's the thing. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of Joker takes, let's move to my favorite section of the episode, which is the gay recommendation section. That's where we recommend a movie that if you were to watch this movie and go, man, this movie's fucking straight as hell. I need something gay. You listen to us and we give you that gay shit. I'm going to give you a movie. I like, it's like a drug. We're going to give you that gay shit. We're going to give you that gay shit, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I'm going to give you a movie about a small paramilitary group who goes to a hostile environment where a previous group had gone, but they died. Uh, and they explore an alien enemy hunting them down. And then a hot-headed team member doesn't believe that this force is actually alien, but then they get killed down by said alien force. Uh, and then the movie ends with about a 20-minute long sequence in which the protagonist sends the last act in a silent modern dance sequence, basically, against the main uh, villain. I, of course, am talking about Annihilation. Honestly, Dylan, you know that I don't love this movie as much as you, but... yeah. Thank you. Thank I you so much. I have to give you a round of applause because honestly, I'm not even going to do a gay wreck this week because this is the perfect. This is literally the plot of Predator. It's lo- as a plot of Predator. My mind but, is blown right now. It's incredible. Yeah. I, was, I went over to my DVD. I was like having a troubled time and I went over to my Blu-rays and I was like, what can- Annihilation. It's the same movie, but it's with women. It's the same women. fucking movie with women. <laughs> and instead of like dying because of some 7-2 monster, they die from vibes. They die for, truly die What's from vibes. gayer than that? Yeah. Instead of a very, like, vibe, instead of, like, a really intense score, it's Portishead. Yeah, Portishead does the score. <laughs> yeah. Mama, there's a folk guitar. <laughs> and then... Um, I know we disagree with it. Annihilation is probably my favorite movie of the 20... of the 2000s. Um, it's... Wow. I mean, I really want to rewatch it. I would say that, like, out of all the movies that I didn't like right off the bat that I want to revisit, like, Annihilation is in my top five to, like, revisit. Perfect. Yeah. Give it a a rewatch. It's a movie that, like. I wanted to like it. I really, really did. I don't know what I did. I just feel like. I think the, like, dialogue or something was bad. Yeah. The dialogue. That's. I think that is the worst part about it. But it's a movie where it's, like, it's. And clearly indebted to Stalker. And, like, once I watched... Because I, I watched Annihilation first, and then I saw Stalker. And I was like, oh, Annihilation fully understood Stalker. Like, watching Stalker... This is, this is like, the second time Stalker has shown up in this episode. Yeah, so interesting. I mean, I guess Stalker um, really had a lot of influence. Mm-hmm, yeah. And this movie, if you... Yeah, if you like Stalker, you like Annihilation. If you like Annihilation, you'll love Stalker. Yeah, Stalker is great. Stalker's I feel like Stalker is a great movie to recommend to somebody that's trying to get into like art, art, like mm-hmm. art, like capital A art yeah. cinema. Like, and they're like a little afraid or don't know where to start. I feel like Stalker, Stalker. is a good place to start. Yeah. Like, if you're someone that's like, I don't know where to start in the Criterion Collection. I don't know if I'm like into foreign films. Stalker. Stalker. Yeah. And if it's you don't incredible. like Stalker, then you're probably not going to like a lot of like artsy fartsy foreign mm-hmm. films. That's okay. So the thing. So what I love about Annette so much, I'll get. <laughs> I, prom- I might go that. So whatever. what was so great about Annette, though? Annette is a movie that turns the concept of an art house movie on its head, where it's like whenever you watch an art house movie, you're like, okay, I'm expecting to look for themes. I'm looking for deeper meanings. I'm looking for performances. I'm looking for this, the movie to unfold itself. But Annette turns it on its head. It's like no, it's it's a movie that has no themes. It's a movie that has no deeper meaning. It's a movie that has no plot. It's a movie that is fully surface. Okay. 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 And that's kind of what I love about it, where it's like, if you are, you, you can't think about it. There is, when you, if you try to dig deeper, there is nothing there for you to dig. It's a movie that is meant to be wholly. It's just all artifice. It's all artifice. And I don't, I can't really, I don't want to spoil the main thing about it because there is a thing to be spoiled about the movie. Um, but if 
Um, I will, I'll give you an ultimatum, basically. But whenever you under, whenever you see what the movie is going to be and you laugh at it, that means you are going to love Annette. So they want us to laugh at it. They want us to think it it's is funny. fully. It is a full-on comedy. It is high, the, high camp. The vibe I got from the trailer, and like, let me know if I'm wrong, is that mm-hmm. it's like a little vaudevillian. It's very vaudeville. Actually. Okay, okay. I think that's what it, I think that's probably that the was best like the connection. vibe. Like, I feel like that's the way I could enter it. Yes, is it's like I feel like this is like giving me full old school mm-hmm. in a way. Like it's a. Th- it's a thing that I think that we that we as kind of a culture have kind of done, done a disservice to art films where it's like we're not allowed to laugh at art films. Art right. films are only meant to be high drama. They're only meant to be high seriousness, only meant to, uh, you know, reveal the human condition and that we can't have fun with an art house film. And this movie is full. It's fun. It's so funny. It's, there's so much to laugh at this movie and to laugh not with but laugh at at the movie. That's the thing that, like, I know that we've, like, shit on A24, and it's, like, so easy to see them as, like, a punching bag, especially nowadays. But I feel like one of the things I appreciate about, like, the films they've curated for their company is that I feel like they find films like that, like, art house mm-hmm. films that don't take themselves so seriously, or mm-hmm. their genre movies that do take themselves really seriously, yes. like High Life or, like, Hereditary, mm-hmm. where it's, like, we can do a genre movie that's, like, a serious, thoughtful film. And then also you got yeah. like Spring Breakers, which is like simultaneously the one of the funniest movies to watch ever. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to watch. But also underneath it, there is kind of meaning. So you know? much. But the meaning the more, is the uh, artifice. The artifice is the meaning. Like the artifice yeah. is actually like what it's trying to show us and tell us. And I think that's yeah. so cool. You and know? it's really weird because like, especially because Annette is an, is an Amazon movie. I feel like Amazon makes these movies that are like, they'll, they'll produce and release the movies that are like, because they did... Suspiria, 2018. Right. They did Manchester the Sea. They did, I know you don't like it, but Cold War. And I feel like... I, all three of those movies are movies that I was like a little iffy on. I mean, I love the Suspiria remake, but only because mm-hmm. it's such... Almost like a weird middle finger to the original, but also yes. like a loving tribute to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a yeah. weird movie. Yeah, it's such an... But, but I feel like Amazon hasn't really... They have these... They get these really big art movies. They haven't figured out a way to, like, market them the way A24 has. Right, and even Neon is doing a really... Like, Neon mm-hmm. is, like, the new A24. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like everyone's, like, sleeping on Neon. Because it's, like... I mean, they, they like, distributed Parasite. And they're distributing yeah. Titan. Titan, yeah. So I cannot like, wait for that. It's, like... I feel like they're the ones that have the chokehold. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the problem with A twenty four is I feel like they release a lot of English language movies. Like they yeah. like release weirdo movies, but they're all American. Yeah. Well, I feel like Neon is a little bit more like finding all like the weird art house fair mm-hmm. like in the other countries, and they're like, we'll distribute that. Let's in America. do that. I'm really curious to see how Lamb performs. I mean, I saw the trailer for it at the Green Knight, and people in the audience seemed audibly interested. Oh, a bit. I fucking love Numi Rapaz so much. Her she girl is, the dragon tattoos. Ugh. Yeah, so much better than David Fincher's. Mm, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, I'm very curious to see how Lamb performs and see how people react. To I that. think that Lamb, movie looks insane. The vibe from the trailer to me is that Lamb has the potential to be a new Hereditary. Yes, it looks fucking deranged. <laughs> I it looks can't wait. Fun and I love so a fun, fun movie. Yeah, and Numi Rapaz can deliver that. Oh, she the, can. Because there's something about the way she acts where, like, she commits completely and fully, yes. but she doesn't go over the top ever. No. It's always very real, very mm-hmm. lived in. Well, that's what makes her Lizbeth Salander so good. Compared to and, Rooney's, like, over-the-top yes. characterization. You know, I yes. do love Rooney. Love Rooney, but Mama, like, the girl's dragon tattoo is probably... 
It's David Fincher's worst film. It's his worst movie. I mean, that or Benjamin Button. No, it's it's a girl with a dragon it's, tattoo. It's a girl with a dragon tattoo. Like we all just like that yeah 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 song. Oh my god, it was kind of a serve though. That serve whenever you fucking first saw the trailer and then you hear Karen go ah so cool. Like, but it doesn't beat uh, the like choir cover of Creep. No man, it does not. Trailer. Although have you ever heard that same choir do the cover of Heartbeats? Oh my god. <sighs> yes. Yes. Wow, well, confused? on that note. <laughs> I gotta go now. I gotta listen to the Heartbeats cover. Um, let's wrap this shit up so we can go listen to the Heartbeats cover by... By Unnamed Choir. By Scala and Scala. It's Scala and oh, something. All right. I know the okay. first half. Okay, of bitch. okay bitch, knowing her all choirs right, bitch. and shit. I know my, I know my Norwegian choirs. Uh, all right, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Garcia and on Instagram and Twitter, no, no, Instagram and Twitter, Instagram and Letterboxd, that's the one, at, uh, no, fuck, shit, I'm gonna start this all over, because I got it backwards. My name is Dylan Garcia, you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, and on Instagram and Letterboxd at Garcia. I tried to unite them together, but God won't let me. Because God hates gays. God hates gays. Um, should. and... My name is Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, all at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E, which is my name without all the vowels. Woohoo! Except for the E at the end. Um, I'm going to keep adding shit at the end. I like doing that, adding more like bonus stuff at the end of the episode. Yeah, that's we'll fine. Do that again. It's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to add this part at the end, because I'll just keep it at where it's at. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And with All that, right. we say I do and stick around for the, the little thing at the end, the I guess. Little, little bumper at the end. Yeah. All right. We love y'all. Bye. Bye. Mm. Oh, this drink is so good. The now Ta-da. came talk. 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 Um, actually, I have to pee. Just keep your recording going. Okay. Okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> now talk, talk. Bow, 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 Mm. Ooh, today we're doing an episode on hot and sweaty boys. Hot and sweaty boys in an undisclosed South American jungle. Ooh, machismo. Bodybuilders, they're gonna fuck your shit up. Oh, until the predator comes. Ooh, there's a lot of homoerotic tension. And Predator, 1987, directed by John McTiernan. Ooh, I'm too drunk, and it's raining outside, and I want you to know that I love you. <laughs>